Good evening, this is Pamela, and you're listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We're going to continue in my book reading. We are in Chapter 7. You may hear a little bit of noise in the background. It won't be snoring this time, but it will be the vacuum sealer. But it should not be overpowering. We are in Chapter 7, and it is entitled, It is Finished. John, Chapter 19, 28 through 30. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and gave up the ghost. What is finished? Luke twenty four twenty seven reads, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Luke twenty four forty four, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Acts chapter 3 verse 18. But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Psalm chapter 47 and 8. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. Jesus knew at a young age what he was here for. Psalm 88 verse 15 says, I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. That's only partial of the verse, just to let you know. Luke chapter 2 verse 49, And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? What he had to do was continually before him. He knew precisely why he came and when his time to begin would be. John chapter 2 verse 4. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. John 18 4. Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Matthew sixteen twenty one says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Luke chapter 9 verse 30 and 31 And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Let me go to the Esau to make sure I said that correctly. So we'll go to Luke chapter 9. Just want to make sure that I have read, wrote that down properly. Like I had told you before that, uh, when I wrote this book, I did not know anything about copying and pasting, so I typed every scripture out. 
Um, let's see. Yep, it says, Who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Okay, praise God. The cross at Mount Calvary was always before him from his youth up. Can you imagine knowing when you would die and how? But this is why Jesus came, and he came to fulfill the volume of the book, which is the Old Testament that was written of him. It foretold him in prophecy and types and shadows, always demonstrating the redemptive process. Do you know even in the genealogy of Adam, the meaning of their names show us redemption and how it would happen? Take a look at this. In Hebrew, we have Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamach. Let's see, I got to go down. Noah. Now, English translation of what these names mean. Man appointed mortal sorrow, the blessed God shall come down, teaching his death shall bring the despairing rest or comfort. Simply add a few conjunctions and it, read it again. It says, man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the despairing rest. Here is a summary of God's plan of redemption hidden here within a genealogy in Genesis. No one can tell me this is a coincidence or an accident. The gospel is interwoven within the genealogy of Adam. Jesus fulfilled this. Now I want to give you a few examples of what Jesus was talking about when he said, Luke twenty four forty four, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7 Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Luke chapter 24, 27 And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. In the book of the prophets, Isaiah 53, 6 all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Because we all sinned, God had to send his Son to come and take our judgment and die in our stead. All of us, all of our sins were laid upon him, and he satisfied the justice of God. Isaiah 53, 10-11a Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, means he shall rise from the dead and live forever. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Romans chapter three twenty three through 36 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth 
to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare I say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus and I gotta hold on I had to switch tablets here and I gotta go all the way up to the top <clears throat> here we go law of Moses regarding the scapegoat Leviticus chapter 16 verse 10 but the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for his scapegoat into the wilderness Leviticus 16:21 And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness and the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land of separation and he shall let it go that he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. The goat destined to die for the atonement. Leviticus 16:15. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. Leviticus 16:16, 16, 16, and he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions in all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanliness. Verse 17, And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place until he come out, and have made an atonement for himself, and for his household, and for all the congregation of Israel. Verse 18, And he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord, and make an atonement for it, and shall take the blood of the bullock and the blood of the goat, and put it upon the horns of the altar round about. Verse 19, He shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it, and hallow it from the uncleanliness of the children of Israel. Leviticus 16 verse 27 and the bullock for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place shall one carry forth without the camp and they shall burn in the fire their skins and their flesh and their dung fulfillment Hebrews chapter 13 11 through 12 for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. 
Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5, who serve unto the example and the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou makest all things according to the pattern shown to thee in the mount. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Jesus, still being alive on the cross, bore the sin of all as the scapegoat. As I explained earlier in, um, I think, two chapters before, when he was on that cross, he was alive just as the scapegoat is alive when they placed the sin of the children of Israel on that goat. And then they send the goat into the wilderness. And as I said, the wilderness is a place of separation, separation from God, a place of hunger and thirst, a place of isolation. Jesus was our scapegoat. Um, let's see, as the scapegoat upon the cross before the Almighty God, then he was sent in a spiritual land of separation from the Father at noon day. The two goats together represent atonement, forgiveness, reconciliation, and cleansing. Jesus fulfilled this. Volume of the book. In Genesis chapter 22, we have the shadow of things to come through the accounts of Abraham and Isaac, where God had told Abraham to offer his only son Isaac, whom he loved. And on the third day, Abraham seen the place afar off. Then he placed the wood upon his son Isaac. Isaac asked, where was the lamb for the offering? And Abraham made the statement that sin chills down my spine to think about. He said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. When Abraham was just about to slay his son, the angel of the Lord, i.e. Jesus Christ, came down and told him not to harm the boy. And Abraham saw a ram caught in the thicket by his horns and put the ram in the steed of his son. Now Abraham makes a statement that is rather dumbfounding. Verse 14, And Abraham called the place, name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. What was the it that Abraham saw that day? Jesus gives us the answer. John chapter 8, verse 56, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. What day? The day Jesus became the Lamb of God. The sin offering. The scapegoat offering. The day of atonement for once and for all. That is the day. That is the it that Abraham saw. In Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, That in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Uh, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. And that means an illustration parable. 
This is not the end of the shadow of Christ, though, as most think. After Isaac was offered, was to be offered by Abraham, we read in chapter 24 where Abraham sends his servant Eleazar to bring his bride, his son a bride. We see the bride, but during this time we hear nothing from Isaac until he receives his bride. Volume of the book. Then you have the story of Joseph, which most believe is the most perfect type of Christ. Genesis chapters 37 through chapter 42. Number one, he was hated without a cause. Two, he was ridiculed. Three, plotted against by his brethren. Four, stripped of his robe. Five, sold for silver. Six, lied about. Seven, Place with two guilty men. One lives, the other dies. One thief lives spiritually, the other thief dies spiritually. Number eight, not recognized by his brothers. Number nine, freely forgives those who did wrong. Luke chapter 24, verse 27. And the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Luke twenty four forty four, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Again, Acts 3.18, But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. No, now one more, an unlikely one, that many may miss. Jesus in the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 22, verse 6. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despise the people. This passage speaks so loudly of Christ and him crucified that when I found this out, I was amazed, and I hope you will be too. The Hebrew word for worm is rima. This is not that worm, though. This worm in the Hebrew is called tola, or the tolath, which means deep red, scarlet, crimson. This worm is still around today and is called the cocos ilis. Hebrews Strong's number 8438. Also, this word can be found throughout the Old Testament. Here are a few of the passages so you can look them up for yourself. One is in Exodus 25, verse 4. Two is in Exodus 26, verse 1. Three in Exodus 26, verse 31 and verse 36. There are so many that it would take a lot to list them. But as you see, this worm was used as scarlet to dye the temple veil. Hebrews Strong's number 8114 plus 8438. So why is this worm a perfect example of Christ and him crucified? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. This cocos illus is still around in the Middle East. This is the worm that was crushed to get the scarlet color dye out to dye the veil of the temple. It is only during certain cycles that this color dye could be potent enough to be used for dye. So at the right time of the right season, they would crush the body of this worm and excrete the dye from its body. 
Blue Letter Bible says this, 1. Worm, scarlet, stuff, crimson. A. Worm, the female, coccus illis, scarlet, stuff, crimson, scarlet, the dye made from the dried body of the female of the worm, coccus illis. 2. Worm, maggot. A. Worm, grub, the worm, coccus illis. When the female of the scarlet worm species was ready to give birth to her young, she would attach her body to the trunk of a tree, fixing herself so firmly and permanently that she would never leave again. The eggs deposited beneath her body were thus protected until the larvae were hatched and able to enter their own life cycle. As the mother died, the crimson fluid stained her body and the surrounding wood. From the dead bodies of such female scarlet worms, the commercial scarlet dyes of antiquity were extracted. What a picture this gives of Christ dying on the tree, shedding his precious blood, that he might bring many sons unto glory. Hebrews chapter 10, 2 verse 10. He died for us that we might live through him. Psalms 22.6 describes such a worm and gives us the picture of Christ. Isaiah 1.18 from page 73, Biblical Basis for Modern Science, 1985, Baker Book House by Henry Morris. Now, the veil is important for more than one reason, but Apostle Paul tells us in Hebrews this, Hebrews chapter 10, 19-22, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Jesus' flesh was symbolized by the veil, was dyed with this worm. In Psalms, it says, I am but a worm and not a man. This psalm referring to Jesus Christ on the cross. The crimson dye would splatter on the tree and stain the trunk with its dye, making a crimson stain. And guess what happens afterwards? The crimson stain, after a few days, will turn into a white powder and blow away. Isaiah 1, 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It is no accident that Jesus was referred to this worm and not another worm. Jesus said no one could take his life, but he lays it down. He is the one that fastened himself on a tree, shed his crimson blood to make us white as snow after his death and not a minute before. After Jesus died, a soldier pierced his side and water and blood flowed forth from him. Water and blood are the two natural elements of birth. This is the scene of the new birth in Christ Jesus upon the cross after his death. It does not end there, though. In Hebrews chapter 10, 19 through 22, it says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. 
Remember when I said they robed Jesus? Let's look at something here. It'll blow you away. First, Luke 23:11. And Herod with his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. That word gorgeous is lampros, meaning bright and shining, a white robe. Number two, John nineteen two, and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and it put and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe. Mark fifteen seventeen records the same purple robe. Matthew twenty seven twenty eight, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. They placed three different robes on him, not one but three. Now, remember when I spoke on the coat, the tunic, or robe, which is the undergarment that the soldiers cast lots for? Do you remember what color that was the common, what, that was the most common for them? Blue. Jesus is the veil to the Holy of Holies, right? Do you know the four colors of the veil? White, purple, red, and blue. Exodus 26, 1. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen, that's the white, and blue, and purple, and scarlet, with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. 36, 8. And every wise-hearted man among them that wrought the work of the tabernacle made ten curtains of fine twine linen, and blue, and purple, and scarlet, with cherubims of cunning work made he them. Not only is he the veil, but he is the high priest that is able to feel our infirmities. The high priest's holy garments were made of these exact same colors. Exodus chapter 28, 5 through 14 and 39, 2 through 7. Blue equals heavenly, divine, heaven. Purple equals kingship, throne. Scarlet equals sin, blood, cross. White, righteousness and holiness. Jesus is our high priest who is tempted at all points as we. Jesus knows what you are going through because he went through it himself. Jesus worked. Mark 6, 3. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. He knew what it was like to rely on others. Luke chapter 8 verse 3. And Joanna, the son of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. He knows what it's like to be tired. John chapter 4 verse 6. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Matthew 4 verse 2 and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward and hungered he knows what it's like to be thirsty John nineteen twenty eight. after this knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled saith I thirst he knows what it's like to be tempted Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18 for in that he himself hath suffered being tempted he is able to succor them that are tempted he knows what it's like to grieve. John 11:35. Jesus wept. To pray fervently. Luke 22, verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He knows what it's like to be abandoned by friends in a time of need. Matthew 26:56b. Then all the disciples forsook him. 
and fled. To feel physical pain and suffering, Mark fifteen fifteen, And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto him and delivered Jesus when he had secured him, scourged him to be crucified. He knows what it's like to have a friend betray him and deny even knowing him. John chapter 18, verse 25. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. He knows what it's like to be angry. Matthew twenty one twelve. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that should. Oh, and bought in the temple, let's see, that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. He knows what it's like to be tormented by evil spirits. Psalm twenty-two, twelve through 13. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lying. See commentary at the end of chapter from Blue Letter Bible. He knows what it's like, what death is like. Luke twenty-three forty-six. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. He was saying more than we knew when he said, It is finished. 2444 Luke. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Jesus shed his blood in seven places to cleanse us. His blood completely covers our sins from head to toe. Remember the high priest had to sprinkle the blood of the red heifer seven times? Jesus' blood sprinkles us seven times also, which is the number of completeness. completeness. Number one, crown of thorns smashed onto his head, beard pulled out, hit in the face, the blood that flowed from his head. This is the first sprinkling of his blood for you. Two and three, both of his hands were pierced. This is the second and third sprinkling of his blood for you. Four and five, his feet were, were pierced and shed blood. This is the fourth and fifth sprinkling of his blood for you. Number six, his back was lashed open by scourging. This is the sixth sprinkling of his blood for you. Number seven, lastly, blood flowed from his side. This is the seventh sprinkle of blood for you. Satan loves to make us feel guilty, shamed, and unforgiven. But if you remember all seven places Jesus shed his blood for you, remember all you need to do is ask his forgiveness, and that blood is applied. Remember he told Peter to forgive seventy times seven. Jesus would not tell his disciples to do something that he himself was not willing to do, now would he? No. Because you are his, and not one the Father has given him will he lose. He is the author and finisher of our faith. We can do nothing without him, but we can do all things through him. Jesus died that we might live, and he came to set the captives free. There is liberty in Christ Jesus. We are no more bound by the law. We are under grace. All that is required of you is to abide in him and he in you that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, and to offer up the sacrifice of praise from your heart. Not one more thing is required of you, because when you do this, you cannot help but do it all, because it is in you 
a part of you. You are the branch. Jesus is the vine. And through you, the Spirit can bring forth fruit. You are the conduit, the middle piece. You are the physical part that Jesus can receive glory through. Jesus said two new commandments I give you. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and all thy strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep the first one, there is no way you cannot keep the second. It is impossible because that love must come out, spill over, reach out to those around you. Besides, John wrote, 1 John 4.21, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? This study on the shout, it is finished, could go on for a long time. Jesus finished it all. He is the volume of the book. It is not enough to admire Jesus' life. It is not enough to praise the beauty of him and seeing him in scripture so clear. It is not enough to write beautiful poems and sing a worship song. Everyone in the Old Testament could have done that before the veil. Anyone can do that today in the church. But the one thing needed to enter into the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament times is the same thing that is needed today. To enter into God's presence and God's rest, and that is the blood. The blood of Christ must be applied to your heart and life. It's not enough to stand in awe of Him. You must receive Him as your substitute, your Lord and Savior, your Redeemer. You must have the blood applied. There is one verse in Psalm 22 that has confused many. I thought I would put a commentary from Blue Letter Bible here to explain. It is amazing. When we begin to study, instead of overlooking those things that simply do not make sense in our own minds, I have found the more we seek and pray, the Holy Spirit will open it up to you. This is part of the volume of the book written in Psalms. And let me go to it right here. Okay, this is from the Blue Letter Bible. Bulls of Bashan, Psalms 22:13. Celebration of the Opposition Spiritual Warfare. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions tearing their prey open, their mouths wide against me. While he was on the cross, darkness covered the land, noon to 3 p.m. Jesus in Luke 22:53, associates those who arrested him with the power of darkness. Where were the evil forces while Jesus was on the cross? The verse above from Psalm 22 seem out of place when we first read. There seems to be no mention of bulls and lions around the cross. The verses, however, have a deeper meaning. Corson, Bashan was an area to the east of the Jordan River which was famous for its fertility. Cattle were raised there, which grew to enormous sizes. The people there worshipped demon spirits associated with Baal within the cattle. In 1 Peter 5, 8, Satan is described as a roaring lion, sinking those whom he may devour, devour. These verses are thus suggestive of the spiritual activity of Satan and his demons celebrating as Jesus was suffering. That was taken from the Blue Letter Bible. So I am going to finish that for tonight, and I think I'm going to hold off and later tomorrow read some more from chapter 8, which is entitled, Father, into thy hands I commend.
my spirit. I love you also very much. Keep your eyes on Jesus, brothers and sisters. Your nose in the book, which is the Word of God. And embed the Word of God upon the tablets of your hearts so you will not sin against God or be deceived. Until next time, be blessed.